Okay, sit with your back straight. By default, every time you do formal sitting, please make sure that your back is straight. Head is straight. Don't bend down your head. Back straight. Head straight. Body relaxed. Please be considerate and be punctual on group activities, especially when I'm giving instructions to newcomers. I don't want to repeat my instructions again and again. That's why one of the requirements for this retreat is that if you want to check in late, you will not be accepted. So I have to start all over again. Sit straight, the back erect, head straight. By default, every time you sit down, make sure that your posture is back straight and head straight. Open your eyes, maintain an unfocused gaze. It means either you adjust your focus to the space between you and me, for example, or you Adjust your focus to infinity. So that you don't focus on anything in particular, but your eyes are open and you are just aware that there is seeing happening. This is what I called panoramic gazing. If you don't focus on anything, then your vision becomes panoramic because everything is there. If you zoom in at one particular thing, then you cut off other things. So back straight, head straight, eyes open, maintain an unfocused gaze, body relaxed.
be aware of the sense of being seated. How do you know that you are seated? That's because of various sensations that the body can perceive. The buttocks in contact with your seat, your spine propping your back, your body, the muscles in your back, the sense of firmness, and your limbs touching one another. Your skin is also in contact with your clothing, your hair, your specs, the air around you. You don't have to focus on any of these sensations at any particular location. Just be aware of the sense of being seated. Just like you maintain an unfocused gaze, so too have an unfocused sense of the body. And now you extend that panoramic awareness of seeing and of sensing the body to hearing. Unfocused hearing. You're not focusing on any particular sound. Just being aware of hearing. Another way of putting it is to just step back. Step back and be aware of all the senses in a panoramic way.
not focusing on any particular sense object, but just stepping back and watching to see what the mind can be aware of. Do it in a relaxed manner. If thoughts or visions, memories, perceptions arise, don't push them away, don't indulge in them. Just notice that they are there and very gently bring your attention back to your senses. Free and easy, touch and go. Free in the sense of allowing your mind to move freely among the senses. Easy in the sense of taking it easy, not trying too hard to notice every single thing that is occurring at the senses. But just allowing the mind to pick up whatever it can, that's good enough.
touch and go in the sense of not holding on to any particular sense object. Once you're aware of a sense object, move on, ask the mind, what else can you be aware of? Back straight, head straight, eyes open, body relaxed. Free and easy, touch and go. If boredom arises, look at your mind, look at the boredom itself. Experience the suffering caused by boredom. Just notice it. Don't indulge in it, let it go, come back to your senses. Don't worry about thoughts. They are products of conditioning. You have just come from a very busy life and your thoughts will not abate so suddenly. They might come again. But be patient. Don't fight with them. Watch them come, let them go by coming back to your senses.
I see that some of you are having problems with pain. If you're not used to sitting cross-legged, it may be better for you to sit on a chair. Because for beginners, pain is a great obstacle to developing composure. And you want to learn the technique or you want to train the mind to get into composure quickly. But even how comfortable you may be at the beginning, pain is inevitable. So when pain arises, initially it's tolerable and you just put it in the background and you are aware of other things happening. When it becomes more and more unbearable, then look at the reaction in the mind, the dislike, the intentions involved, wanting to shift, wanting to move. And another set of intentions arising, wanting to be patient, to tolerate, to bear with it for a while, wait, don't move. So look at all these things that are happening. Step back and just look. And look at this tuck-up war going on. And when you find that the mind becomes more and more unruly, in the sense of more and more unwholesome states of aversion, dislike arising, then you can move ease the body but do so with full awareness observing what happens to the mind and body before during and after changing And once you've moved, try to stay still again. Don't fidget around unconsciously. Fidgeting your fingers, your toes, moving your arms to adjust your specs, your hair, your shawl, your clothing. Don't become a slave of your habits, unconscious habits. Try to remain absolutely still so that you can train the mind to catch intentions, so that you can process them before acting on them.
Back straight, head straight, eyes open, maintaining an unfocused gaze. Free and easy, touch and go. Don't push away your thoughts. Don't indulge in them. Notice them. And let them go by coming back to your senses. If you're sleepy or drowsy, it's even more important for you to open your eyes. Open them wide and look far into the distance.
If you are drowsy, you must make an extra effort. Instead of using free and easy, touch and go, you must use the other one. Point and shoot, hit and run. Direct your attention to particular sense objects. You have to switch from panoramic awareness to more directed and focused awareness. If you are sleepy, pay more attention to your posture. Back straight, head straight, eyes open. Look far into the distance. Point your attention at particular sense objects. Shoot by noticing them. Hit and run, but don't stay with them. Once you notice a sense object, go on to the next one. As I said this morning, if you're sleepy and you're going from object to object, don't do so at the same sense door. Don't just do touching here, touching there, touching here, touching there. But instead, move from one sense door to another. Seeing, hearing, touching in one place, and then hearing again, or seeing again, or smelling, and touching another place. This is to give your mind more work so that it becomes more active. If you try to focus just on one object, you will make the mind even more drowsy. If you close your eyes, you encourage drowsiness and you enjoy dozing off in your meditation. And that will become a habit. So don't allow that to happen. Wake yourself up, stand up, even if you cannot do it, you're sitting down, the mind, the body keeps on swaying and swaying and you are dropping your head, eyes are closing. Why continue sitting? Stand up. Open your eyes. The important thing is to practice mindfulness in whatever posture that you are in. The posture is not important, it's the mindfulness itself.
There could be many causes for drowsiness, sloth and torpor. Usually, the most common cause is insufficient rest or sleep. If that's the case, there's not much you can do. Best for you to take enough rest so that the mind becomes wakeful. Another common cause is eating too much. So when you go for your lunch afterwards, be careful. Don't eat too much or too little. If you eat too little, then as you heard in the talk, you might be fresh and alert after lunch, but later on you will suffer because you don't have enough energy to practice. So you have to find your own balance. The practice of Mindfulness, the four foundations of mindfulness, the four establishments of mindfulness is all actually summed up in what I'm teaching you right now. And I'm not going to analyze that into the four different establishments of mindfulness until the end of the retreat, because that is rather intellectual and it could be a bit confusing for you. So if you just follow instructions you will realize later that you are actually practicing the four establishments of mindfulness. All you need to do is basically come back to your senses. Sitting is only a part of mindfulness practice, of cultivation, of bhavana. No doubt it's quite an important part because from there you will get the samadhi, easier to get composure, and after that, you should not rest complacent with the composure, the peace and serenity of sitting meditation, but you should carry forward the momentum once you get up and be aware of what's happening. When you are not doing formal sitting meditation, once you get up from your seat, and even if you do formal walking meditation, there will be a big difference because you will be bombarded with many other objects to the senses. And that's quite similar to what you're going to experience when you go back to your daily life. When you go back to your daily life, of course, it will become more intense and there are many things that you will have to attend to. But in a retreat situation, although you are bombarded by many objects, by sense stimuli, you don't have to respond to many of them. Although there's going to be automatic responses in your mind. So your job is to investigate the composure that you have developed in your sitting meditation will then be a foundation for you to investigate how the mind works when you're off the cushion.
staying with the objects of the five senses is just a means to ground you, to extract your mind from compulsive thinking. And once it's composed, don't just stay there. You have to take the next step of investigating to see how things work, how the mind and the senses affect one another. Whatever is happening in the mind is a product of causes and conditions. Present causes, present circumstances and past conditioning. So your task as a yogi is to verify this. You may know intellectually that yeah, everything is a product of causes and conditions. But knowing it intellectually is one thing and having an experiential understanding is another. So your job is to compose the mind so that it can verify this in your daily life. Although sitting is important to compose the mind, it's even more important once you get up to be able to make use of that composure to investigate and see how the mind works. For the rest of the day, that's what you do. In your daily activities, try to be mindful, try to stay grounded with the five senses, but, and once the mind is composed, don't just ignore your thoughts, your feelings, your perceptions, look at them, understand how they arise and pass away. Here also, we don't have a very fixed routine or schedule for you to sit and meditate and walk for walking meditation. We just have a fixed schedule for group activities like group meditation, guided meditation, dhamma talks, meal times. Other than that, you're actually free to organize your own schedule according to your needs. But you have to make use of your discipline and discretion. Because we don't have a fixed time for you to sit and walk, you shouldn't be so fickle that you sit for five minutes and you find that your mind cannot settle, you walk for another ten minutes, your mind cannot settle, sit again for another five minutes. No, no, that's not the way. Be disciplined, sit or walk for a certain period of time. When you want to change your posture, ask yourself, why? What's wrong with this posture? Why does the mind want to change? If by maintaining this posture, there is clarity of mind, the mind is still wakeful, can be mindful, then no need to change. But if you find that the mind becomes drowsy or becomes restless and you can't handle the restlessness, then you move or it's because of pain or discomfort, then you can move, you can change your posture.
or if you walk and then you feel that you're getting tired then that could be a reason for you to sit down right it's very usual for yogis to be attached to the peace and tranquility of sitting so they sit for one hour or one half hours and then they get up for a walk for 15 minutes and come back and sit again expecting to re-experience the peace and tranquility that they got observe that see the attachment and don't just give in to that try to balance your sitting and your walking and your other daily activities and do everything with mindfulness remember the ground rules stay connected with yourself and no reading no unnecessary conversations mind your own business That's all you need to do. The talk on gradual training, remember how to practice when you go for your lunch. And perhaps during your interview time, tell me how you practice during your lunch time. Okay? See you all later.